done an awesome job this morning. I want him to obey God, obey the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. Let's give him a good bend there. Welcome to this pulpit. God bless him. Praise God. You can go ahead and come on up. Why don't y'all be seated? I'm going to get my wife to come and uh, let her preach a little while tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. No, she ain't going to preach, but she can sing good. Amen. Sure love coming to Bendale. I do. I love, I love Brother and Sister Moore so much. I, uh, I really do. You know, we had so much fun today at lunch. I told my wife we got back to the evangelist court. I said, man, that was good fellowship. We had so much fun. Uh, it was just, you know, you don't get that everywhere you go, and uh, you can't do that around everybody. Some people, you can't act yourself, but I'm, I feel pretty comfortable with uh, Brother and Sister Moore. Amen. This is good. Amen. You know, it don't take much to find in common with me. If you like food, we're probably on the same page. Amen. Amen. I always pick around. You know, I hadn't been here uh, right at probably a little over a year. I said, man, I know I've gained some weight since the last time I was here. Probably can't even wear the same suits that I wore last time I come through. It looked like a brack. Uh, uh, I always pick around and say a broken pack of biscuits. You know, just squirts out everywhere. That's what I feel like sometimes, man. It's like... But I ain't passing up a waffle at Waffle House. I promise you that, brother. Hey, come on now. You know, I think laughter is good for the soul, man. I'd rather laugh than cry, man. I've done my share of both. But I'd rather laugh. Amen. I want the joy of God in my heart. Amen. I want it because it's strength, man. It's strength. It is strength. Amen. I, I love your pastor. They've just been so kind. I give them great honor. And I love this church, man. I, I tell you what I feel off y'all. I feel like y'all love God. And I feel like y'all love the preachers. I think you love one another. And uh, man, a church that loves one another can go somewhere. Amen. A church that's in, in love with Jesus, in love with the preacher. I'm going to tell you one thing we ain't in love with this world or the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Our sword's drawn. Amen. But we love one another. And uh, just glad to be here tonight. I want my wife to say something and we'll sing and then we'll get into the preaching tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. We have enjoyed being with y'all today. I'm so thankful for what we feel in the house of God. It's so good to be able to come and to feel his presence. Yes. And I'm going to sing a song that said, I never lost my praise. And no matter what we go through in life, if I can encourage you to do anything tonight, just praise him through it. When we're in the middle of our trials, it's not time to throw in the towel and to walk away. But if anything, it's time to get closer to God. So never lose your praise. Y'all worship with me tonight in Jesus' name.
Oh, let's give the Lord a great praise because He's great and He's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I praise you right now, God. Hallelujah. 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 I sure love my wife and thankful she's here with me today. Amen. Enjoyed that song and I believe it ministered to our hearts. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we'll go to Matthew chapter 6. pray the Lord to help me. My voice is not as strong tonight as it was this morning. I preached my guts out. Thank you, Brother Soundman. You helped me this morning. I'm going to need your help tonight. Amen. I might squeak a little bit, but uh, y'all bear with me. Amen. I appreciate your help this morning. I felt like the Lord helped us, and uh, I just want to take a step in the right direction. I want the Lord, His hand on my life, and we and life is so full of uncertainty. Things change so much. You never know what's going to take place. But how do we deal with that uncertainty? We, we live according to the Word of God. And God will direct our steps. And He'll lead us in the ways of righteousness. Amen. I do want to read a few verses. I'm not going to preach on all these verses. But they're just so good. I want you to hear them in your reading uh, aloud tonight. We'll read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. It says, When, when thou prayest... Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Amen. I want to preach on that last scripture I read to you. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. I'm going to preach tonight. God already knows what you have need of. God already knows. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes I struggle to get it out. And sometimes I don't even know what I need. But God knows. God already knows what you have need of tonight. When you got up today to come to this house of God tonight, guess what? God already knew. God knows the details of what's going on in your life, in your family. In your, oh, it may be hidden to everybody else, but I want to tell you tonight, God already knows. God already knows. Why don't we pray one more time together for the preaching of the Word of God that His hand would be on it. Lord, we ask You to help us. Pray for Your strength. Pray that You'd help me, God, to be a blessing to minister like only You can, Jesus. I ask that You would touch us and bind us together, Lord, with cords that cannot be broken in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise before You're seated tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word tonight. You may be seated. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to just preach just for a few minutes and uh, pray the Lord would meet with us here. I, uh, I thought often about this. How many ever heard people that are young say, man, I can't wait till I grow up. And then you hear people say when they get old, man, I wish I was young again. Oh, man, isn't that the paradox of life? It's when you're young, you want to be old, and when you're old, you want to be young. I read it in your hearing this morning. David said, I once was young, and now I'm old. 
I've never seen the righteous forsaken. But one thing's for sure, you don't know how good you've got it when you're a kid. When all your responsibility is is to get up and run and play and eat and go back to bed. Man, those were the good old days, man. Oh, man, now it's get up and i got to go hit the ground running. The bill collectors know where I live. I pick around my wife. I said, I don't know how they know where I live. They keep sending me these letters. Amen. Well, I'll tell them where they are. Well, I'll tell them where I live. That's right. Amen. They want to get paid for what we bought. Amen. But it gets more complicated the longer we live. We got bills to pay. Here I am. I'm fixing to be 30 here in June. I've been having blood pressure issues at 30. I said, mighty God. And it, they don't have nothing to do with all these meals I've been eating. I promise you. It ain't got nothing to do with Waffle House or Jack's Fish House in Carrier. I promise you. My wife says, well, you're going to have blood pressure when you eat five times a day. Amen. And that's exaggerated. I don't do that all the time, but amen. I told Sister uh, Moore this morning, I, I pick on my mom. See, my mom comes, uh, my mom's side of the family, they're just big people. Not because they eat all the time, but they're just big people. And uh, we ate wheat bread and drank skim milk all my life in vain. I said, you should have just bought bunny and you should have got whole milk. and we'd have just, We wouldn't have had to suffer for all those years and it'd be in vain. We was going to be fat anyways, man. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to get off the rails here, man. <laughs> Amen. But, Amen. It's a wonderful thing when, when God can step on him when life is so complicated and there's pressure and we can have that, that confidence that God can help us. Uh, one thing about life is we have jobs, we have careers, we have responsibilities that we've got to take care of. I told Brother Moore I just got a new job here in September. Praise the Lord. I got a, it was an a, a answer to prayer, giving me more flexibility in my schedule. And I laughed. I got on a, a sales meeting call a few months into the job. And they said, all right, guys, this was our goal the first year. We did $15 million in sales. Second year, $100 million. This year, we want to do $400 million. Now, if you do the math, that's scaling pretty quick. And I said, mighty God, that's a lot of scaling up. That's a lot of jumping to do with the same headcount of people. You see, that's the way jobs are. Jobs will want you to do well, but the, when the end year comes around, they want you to do what you did plus a little bit more, and they want you to do it quicker, and they want you to do it better. Let me just tell you, that's pressure. That's pressure when we got to perform. There's a performance pressure in this world that we have to deal with on a certain level. That everybody has to, if you're going to have a, a, a roof over your head, if you're going you're gonna to live in this world, we were talking about it today, inflation's up right now. The dollar doesn't go as far. That, and that come, every now and then that comes around, the dollar becomes weaker because of things going on in the economy. We can't control that. We're just going to have to live through it. But that's pressure. But David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I'm telling you, we have a God in heaven that He cares about the smallest of things in our life. That we can go to Him. And that we don't just... I, I thank God for friends, but there's some things my friends can't do. Hallelujah. They don't have the power. They don't have the authority. They don't have the ability that God does. But I can go to God and I can say, Jesus, I need your help. And He can step on the scene and He can help us through times of trouble and trial and pressure. Amen. We go to prayer. I said it this morning. I'm not going to beat a dead horse or beat 
the same drum, but often I find myself praying for strength. You may tell you why I'm praying for strength. I've got responsibilities. That if I'm weak, I can't meet those responsibilities. When I become weak, I don't. I, I lose the ability to keep my head above water, and I, I begin to falter and go back. We need the strength of God. Oh, hallelujah! If I had to read this lane on my own reason, a lot of times I'd lose my mind. But there's a peace that passeth all understanding. It's not of this world. It's a product of having the Holy Ghost in your life. It's a product of walking with God. That peace that you need in your life to be able to keep everything going in the right direction to keep your life above water I'm telling you tonight we've got to come to the house of God we've got to tap in we've got to plug in because we need the Holy Ghost working in our life we need strength in our life hallelujah Praise God. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. I believe that it's no uh, mistake that the, the Bible doesn't say happiness. Happiness is fleeting. It changes like the weather. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't even know why you're not happy. But joy is a byproduct of the Holy Ghost. We, the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians about the fruit of the Spirit. And it's no mistake that, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. When we get full of the Holy Ghost and we let God's Spirit come and work in our life we can have that joy that joy in the middle of trouble that joy in the middle of our trial and strife and pressure God's spirit can help us to overcome the things that we deal with and the things that we have to deal with in our life hallelujah Jesus can give us the joy to make it through give the Lord a good hand clap of praise hallelujah y'all bear with me here tonight hallelujah but we go to God in prayer and we ask God for strength. And we know the Bible tells us to make our petitions known unto the Lord in the book of Philippians. I have been a recipient of God answering very specific prayers and things that I prayed. I, I thought about this my situation one of my cousins told me about. She's a good bit older than me. It was my second cousin was going through a very difficult time in her life and needed God to give her definite direction and we know that God doesn't do this every time I'm not trying to box God in or feel like he has to do this every time but I know that when we are up against the wall and we are praying a sincere prayer with faith that God can step in and she had a decision she had to make that would change her life forever and it did it changed her life forever Hallelujah. But she prayed. She said, Jesus, if you want me to go forward with this, and this is in South Mississippi, she, and it's in the middle of July. She said, I want there to be a frost on the ground in seven days. In the middle of July in South Mississippi. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing about South Mississippi. we got the weirdest weather in the world. It'll be hot as Bermuda one day, and it'll be cold as Antarctica the next. That's why we got so much sickness down here. Man, your body don't know what to do. But I want to tell you, there was frost on the ground in the South Mississippi in the middle of July. I'm telling you that God can answer a specific prayer. He can, ask, he can answer a detailed prayer. Hallelujah. She woke up the next morning and there was a frost in the ground. I said, my God, what a testimony of the prayer answering ability of our God. I'm telling you, we're not going to back God in a corner when we make a hard request. We're not going to back God in a corner when we ask God to say, hey, I need your approval. I need, you to, I need to know, are you aware of this? Are you watching this? I need your guidance. I need your hand. I'm telling you, 
you that God is not bound by time. He's not held back by money or any type of boundary we can put. But God is bigger than our boundaries. God is bigger than our limits. He's able to answer our petitions that we bring before Him. The Bible says, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto us. I believe through prayer if we'll care enough and we'll get a burden that there is nothing too hard for God. We can knock and we can seek and we can ask and we can enjoy being able to have the answers from God that we want and we need. Hallelujah. I prayed it tonight. I said, Lord, you said that you would give us the desires of our heart. I want to tell you that is not over. That is not behind us. We've got desires in our heart that God wants to work and God wants to do. Hallelujah. Good desires. Godly desires that he's more than able to do and to bring to pass. And on top of all that, I thank God that he hasn't answered every prayer I've prayed. I'm thankful Jesus, he knew as, as pure as and sincere as I was, there were some things I asked I shouldn't have asked for. And I'm thinking, I'm saying, Lord, thank you, Jesus, you didn't do that now that I'm here. My pastor told me something one time, and it's so wise. It's, he said, it's so easier, so easy to get yourself into something. It is so hard to get yourself out of something. God has been so gracious sometimes when He said no, you better just go ahead and say thank you Jesus for the no. Thank you Jesus that you didn't let it come to pass. Because I want to tell you tonight, sometimes we'll bring things upon ourselves that we, man, we won't, we'll say Jesus take it back. I didn't, I didn't know all I was asking for. Hallelujah. But there can be times that God will give you a door like He did Solomon to say ask what you will. We would be wise to ask for wisdom. We would be wise to ask that God would touch our mind to ask for the right things. I don't want to ask something from God that He doesn't want me to have. It's a good filter to run your prayer life through is the will of God. Run it through the will of God and I promise you, His will, His will is that all would come to repentance. Not that any would perish. I'm telling you, I thank God for the things I've asked that He's given, but more than that, I want to be saved. I want to be ready when He calls me home. I want my family to be saved. I want to be ready. Oh, hallelujah. The will of God means more than things in possession that we can pray and ask God for. Hallelujah. So we can have peace and joy knowing that man, make our petition known and God will do it. If it's His will, He'll work it out. But there's an element of living for God that I've, I've experienced in the last year and a half that I have not been able to speak what I actually needed because I didn't know. It was very deep, very personal, very spiritual. And I needed God to help me when I didn't even know how to ask. That's a very difficult place to get into. But I'm telling you, sometimes circumstances in life will put you in those positions where you literally don't even know how to pray about it. But you've got to have faith. God already knows. God hears the prayers that we cannot speak. God knows when we can't get the words out of our mouth that God is able to step on the scene and He can make a way. Sometimes the best thing you can do is say, Jesus, help me with this. Help me with this. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to put a sentence together to even explain what I'm trying to tell you today. But God sees how we feel. He sees our heart. He sees our mind. I'm telling you, God is very aware of our emotions when we're so distraught and we're so 
so broken that sometimes the human language fails us for us to be able to verbalize what we actually need. But I'm telling you, it's no mistake in the Word of God that the Bible tells us God knows before we even are able to figure it out to ask Him. He already knows. He already knows. I want to encourage somebody and remind you tonight, you might be fumbling over your words, but God knows and God sees. We've got to have the faith and the trust to hold on and know that God already knows and He's working it for our good today. In Jesus' name, give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. God already knows. God already knows. I want to tell you tonight, God already knows. Hallelujah, you might be, there's 170,000 words in the English language and I pick around my wife because I've added a few that aren't even in the, the known English language. She gets on me, I say tooken. That ain't a word. I don't even know how I use it, but it's convenient. And it works. She'll tell me, you sound so unlearned and ignorant sometimes. Well, I've tooken as much as I can take. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And I got around my mom and dad and I started noticing they said tooken too. I said, I know where that came from. That's what they call southern vernacular. I didn't learn that when I went to grammar school. Man, oh man. Tooken ain't in there, brother. Ford, it ain't there. Rurnt either ain't either either. Praise God. Oh man, how many's ever eaten somebody say, boy, that rurnt? Sound like your alternator when you, your car can't crank. It's runt. It ain't there. Amen. But sometimes our language fails us. But I'm telling you, I want to encourage you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. I believe that when we can't, we can't put it together, God has built into us through salvation this tool and element of praying in the Spirit. That when our understanding is unfruitful, our spirit can be edified. That when we pray and we speak in other tongues, hallelujah, that while the Spirit is flowing, God is helping us and edifying our life. Hallelujah. I want to tell you today, let the Spirit flow. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. I don't want it to be stopped up and and, and, and the, the, the flow's off. I want to tell you today, when you're struggling to speak words, speak tongues. Let the Holy Ghost flow. And I'm telling you, when you get up, you may not know what you said, but God does. And God hears. You may not know what else going on, but your spirit's edified and you feel a relief and a release in your heart. I'm telling you, the modern religious world cannot teach you that. But the Bible teaches that. Theology may not be able to explain that, but God explains that. Hallelujah. It's part of the kingdom of God. It's part of being a child of God. That when we, are, when we are in a place that we cannot speak it. And we don't understand it. That God already knows what we have need of. I think of the Apostle Peter. What a story that he, he gives us in the scripture. Jesus is on, the, on his way to Calvary. And he's telling the disciples that he's fixing to be crucified. And that they're all fixing to leave him. And we know the zealous uh, man, Peter the Bee, they call him Peter the Zealot. He was very zealous. Uh, he had a good big mouth on him, right? Hallelujah. No, no doubt that was one of the reasons why he was able to stand up on the day of Pentecost and he expounded what we hold as the, the new birth experience, the death, burial, and resurrection. Repent and be baptized. Everyone in you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. His personality played into that. I promise you it did. But we see Peter... 
He tells the Lord, not me, Lord. I'm not going. I'm going to go all the way to Calvary with you. I'm going to go all the way. Everybody else might walk away. But I'm not going to walk away. And what did Jesus said? He said, no. Before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me thrice. Hallelujah. Before the cock crows, you're going to deny me thrice. Not just once, not just twice, but three times. I want to tell you something. God already knew that Peter was going to mess up. God already knew that Peter didn't have it in him to hold under the pressure. And that gives me, that gives me courage tonight. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I would never do that. Don't ever say never. Don't ever say never. You, I'm telling you, better be real weary in how, low, how long of a leash you give your flesh. I want a tight leash on that flesh. That flesh is unruly. That flesh will cause me to be lost. But God already knows. God's already got things built in to our life that's built there on purpose. I think of the children of Israel when they were coming out of Egypt. God supplying needs and God supplying everything. Their shoes didn't wear out. They didn't get sick. They didn't know that all that they had was taken care of. But they came to a place where the water was bitter. The water was bitter. Hallelujah. Mara. How many's ever had to deal with a season of your life where bitterness was there? The water was bitter. You went through something. Somebody hurt you. Somebody did something that you couldn't get over. But you know what God said? Cut a limb off that tree and stick it in the water. And that bitter water became sweet. Can I tell you that God already knew the water was bitter at Mara? He already had a tree planted there for Moses to put a limb in the water. What am I saying to you tonight? I'm just reminding you. You're not in an unknown location. But God already knows where you're at God already knows what you have need of before you ask before you get there I'm going to tell you God's already got a limb to stick in the bitter water more to make it sweet for you tonight hallelujah hallelujah praise God he's got a limb to stick in the water hallelujah Abraham was told by God go sacrifice Isaac I picked with mom and dad I said man if y'all had to choose between me, Bernie, or Casey, y'all to pick me first. I was a heathen. They had A's and B's. I had C's and D's and got letters home from the teacher. Praise God. Felt like the Apostle Paul. I'm chiefest among sinners. Amen. Something happened about eighth grade. I think I got the Holy Ghost about that time frame. I really got it. And he turned me around. But thank God. What a story. What a story. Could you imagine having to put your kid on the altar? That's one of the things I'd be saying, Jesus, I'm going to need a whole lot of strength to do this. And I ain't even got no kids or a dog. Some people treat their dogs like kids. Better than their kids. I don't know which one's more expensive, the dogs or the kids. But could you imagine having to sacrifice your kid? I'm going to tell you what. God was just saying he was going to draw that knife back. Will you draw the knife back of promise? Will you draw that knife back? Will you trust me? Oh, man, this thing about trust, man. I'm telling you what, we're going to have to learn how to trust God sometimes. Oh, man, it's a whole lot easier to preach than do it. I'm telling you, I know that. I'm not trying to make it sound like I got it all figured out. I promise you, trust is hard with anybody. Trust and faith, oh, man, that's, that's that next level. You got it. Hallelujah. But there was a ram in the bush. Before that knife went back, God already knew what Abraham had need of. God already knows when you're going to draw that knife back of promise. 
when God, when you say, God, I'm gonna, if I go down, I will go down with faith and I will go down trying. There is a ram in the bush. Praise God. He's got a way making way. Hallelujah. He can make a way when there seemeth to be no way. God already knows what you have need of before you even ask. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord right now and give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went to a prayer meeting probably two Sunday nights ago. My wife had COVID right around Christmas, so we didn't really get to do anything other than just look at four walls and uh, eat sugar cookies. But she was sick, and thankfully this time I didn't get it. And I got it back in August, September time frame. We were talking about this this morning, but she was sick as a dog, man. And, um, you know, I made the comment this morning about you can replace a lot of industries. We saw a lot of industries have to shift the way they did business because of COVID pandemic, right? We've seen fast food and all this other stuff, and we've, we've just kind of had to roll with the flow. But when it got to church, we saw that kind of – that really has a big effect. I can go through a drive through all day, but when you change church to live stream and all that, it don't work. There's something about being in the house of God. It just, we make do, but I'm going to tell you right now, look, I get it. I told Brother Moore I wouldn't want to pastor right now for anything in the world, man. Trying to work your way through this and be cautious, but yet be wise and try to, oh, man. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, be kind to your pastor through this. He's trying to take care of everybody. He's trying to make sure everything's across the board is fair and it's good and it's not easy. So I, I'd be real careful to criticize and just make sure you understand I'm going to pray for him through this. This is confusing and it's hard. It's not easy. Most people aren't even having church right now. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. I'm just telling you, some people are having to deal with a whole lot more than what we're dealing with. Here we are gathered back in the house of God tonight. Man, I thank God for that. Thank God. And I want to tell you, don't take that for granted. Get as much of the Holy Ghost when you come in this place because I promise you, God already knows what you have need of before you ask and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow morning. Hallelujah. But we, uh, we, we've, um, the last couple of weeks, I remember coming out of that and we hadn't been in church for two weeks because of holidays and then COVID happened so it kind of stretched out the, the length of time between us being able to be in church and I've experienced this several times since COVID, but man, after you hadn't been in church for two weeks, you feel it. You feel it. I don't care. I don't care uh, what you're doing. You feel that absence of the house of God. And man, I, I remember going to that prayer meeting and we had, had church that Sunday morning and man, my pastor had preached and it was such a good word. He preached about God being, if our earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more shall God know how to give good gifts? I want to tell you tonight, God's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Look, them Pharisees that prayed out loud, they got their reward. They got a pat on the back for how pretty they could pray, but they, God didn't hear them. God's got a reward for them that can't pray out loud, but they can pray, pray in private. God's got a reward for those type of people that do it for the right reasons. Let God reward it. Let God be your rewarder. I promise you, He'll give you a great reward. Much greater than you could ever give yourself. Hallelujah. Much greater than your cohort or your brother or sister could give you. God's got a good reward. But we heard preaching that night. But man, I just needed to pray through, Brother Moore. I just remember going in that prayer meeting. We called prayer meeting that Sunday night. And I just walked in there and I, I was so frustrated because I felt so disconnected after not being in church for two weeks. Man, I'm flesh and blood like y'all are. I, I haven't been in the presence of God two weeks. You can listen to Holy Ghost Radio and good godly music. 
and all that. But there is just something about being in the house of God, hearing preaching, it's just tangible. I can't explain it. I don't know if anybody ever can really explain it, but you get what I'm telling you. I see you nodding your head tonight. But I remember walking in that prayer meeting and I said, Jesus, I don't know what to say, but all I know is I need a change. I remember getting down on that pew and I, I just tucked my feet up underneath that chair, kicked my shoes off and got a, a box of Kleenexes because I was determined I'm going to pray back through tonight. I'm getting back in touch. Two weeks ain't knocking me out. I'm going back to the flow. But I want to tell you, when you get that type of mindset, it's not about how many words you can say or vain repetitions. I want to tell you, they're getting ready to step in some deep water. You're getting ready for God to say, you know what? I know that voice. I know that voice. And I hear that cry. I'm telling you, God knows. When everything else is failed and you feel frustrated, there's a certain level of prayer you can reach, Brother Quinn, when you're hungry and you're thirsty and you want that touch of God. When I tell you, I, and look, we've all done this, so this ain't about me, but when I got up from praying, I was sick. I prayed so hard. I was physically I went home and I got in the bed. But I'm going to tell you, I felt different when I got up. The devil was under my feet. And some of you tonight, you're sitting here and you're trying to figure it out in your mind. You're trying to deal with all this upstairs. I'm going to tell you, you can't deal with all this upstairs. You need to go ahead and put it in the hands of God and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. I can't even verbalize it. Oh, I'm telling you, we deal with complex situations that, man, if I get involved, it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. My God, you try to fix it. You want to fix it. It just gets worse. But when we pray to that level and we say, Jesus, I need you to change this. I need you to work on this, God. And you speak in other tongues and you moan and you groan and let the Holy Ghost just work on you. You're going to stand up. You're going to feel like a brand new person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take the load off of us and put it on Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus carries that load a whole lot better than what I do. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. God doesn't expect you to have all the answers. God doesn't expect you to have it all figured. I don't care how long you've been living for God. He does not expect that of you tonight. But what He does expect is call unto me. Call unto me. Call unto me. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock in the door. God already knows what you have need of when you come to church tonight. Hallelujah. God already knew what was going on in your life before you got here tonight. Hallelujah. We can have peace knowing that God already knows. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't somebody help me this evening on the music? Let's just stand and lift our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. I love you right now, Jesus. I love you right now, Jesus. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your touch, Lord. Thank you for the ministering hand of God. Thank you, Lord. You understand when I can't speak it out, Lord. When I can't get it out of my spirit and I can't explain it and I can't express it. I can't express it. Hallelujah. 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 To be fair tonight, to be fair, I understand this. There's a certain amount of relief that we get when we talk to someone and we feel like they understand what we're saying. I mean, have you ever been through something and you talk to somebody and you just know they can't get it? They don't understand it. They ain't never dealt with anything like that. And God bless their heart. They're probably doing the best they can to hear what you got to say. And 
when you get done talking, you just feel, you don't feel any relief because you know they didn't understand. They didn't get it. We got a young man in our church. Well, we went to men's meeting. Me and him bunked up, and he was just opened up. Man, tough past. Abandoned by his family. You know, just just tough. And he said, you know, I, I, I connect better with preachers that that's come out of the world than sometimes those that's been because I feel like they can understand where I'm coming from when I tell them what I'm going through. And I said, you know what, that's fair. That is fair. Sometimes we go through times that we just want somebody to understand. It gives me a little bit of relief to think I'm not crazy. That my feelings aren't deceiving me. That those are legit feelings. You know, can I, can I get an amen tonight? Anybody been there? I just want, if somebody can understand what I'm saying right now, I could get a little bit of relief. But there was that story, and the Lord dealt with me about this when I was praying over this sermon. About the woman with the issue of blood. One of the most preached on stories in the Bible. Isn't that an inspiring story? Man, we can relate. That's one reason it's so inspiring. We can relate to it. She had an illness in her body. Hemorrhaging. You know what the Bible said? She went to the doctor. And she spent all that she had. And guess what happened? She didn't get better. She just got worse. How many's ever tried to fix something? And you tried to fix it and guess what happened? You were sick and then you was broke. And it just got worse. I ain't against anybody trying to make things better. On the contrary, I think we ought to make things better. Do our best. We got a part to play in this. You can't put all the, the pressure on the church and the pastor to perform on that. No, sir, that ain't fair. No, we've got a responsibility to do the best we can with what God gives us in life. Amen. But, you know, one thing I noticed about that woman with the issue of blood, she didn't ask Jesus to heal her. She did not. There was no expression saying, hey, I'm sick. I need you to heal me. All she did was touch him and God knew that what she needed was a healing so I want to go ahead and just encourage you right now stop trying to verbalize it so much and just touch him and God knows what you have need you know what's going to talk to God your touch your faith by reaching I feel the Holy Ghost right now I feel like God's brought us right here You've heard me preach. God's brought us right here. You're saying, hey, I, I feel what you're saying, preacher. I've tried. My family's going through hell right now. There's turmoil. There's darkness. And there's all this stuff I'm dealing with. I don't even, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I just want to tell you, press your way through that. Touch the hem of his garment. And I promise you this, God already knows. God already knows what you have need of. Let's put our faith in the touch. Not in our ability to articulate. Let's put our faith in the touch of Him and the hem of His garment. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen if you can make that connection. Virtue is going to flow into your situation. Virtue is going to flow into your mind. Virtue is going to flow into your life. Virtue is going to flow into this church. Hallelujah. How many want the virtue that healed that woman that day to flow? How many want that virtue to flow into your situation? Hallelujah. Would you help me right now? Can we bind together right now as we close this sermon out? Hallelujah. Let's reach for Him. Let's believe Him right now. Let's reach out for that touch. We may not be able to express it. We may not be able to articulate it. But Lord, fill my passion with my touch. Lord, my touch. My touch says it all. My touch, Lord. I, I'm reaching for the hem of your garment. I'm reaching by faith when I can't explain it and I can't express it, God. I'm believing that the touch will help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Why don't we step out of our pews right now? Make your way to the front. Let's make an effort to seek after 
God tonight. Uh, let's make an effort to reach after God tonight. Hallelujah. I want to touch Him. I, I want a fresh touch in my life. I want a fresh touch. Uh, hallelujah. If it's been too many weeks, if it's been a month before you spoke in tongues, make that mind up. Uh, I'm going to touch Him. Uh, he knows my need. He knows where I'm at. He knows what I'm going through. Uh, hallelujah. I'm going to touch Him. Uh, I'm going to reach for Him. I'm going to believe Him. Hallelujah. I'm going to reach uh, for the hem of His garment. Help us tonight sing hallelujah in Jesus name nobody can touch you like Jesus can help us God God already knows God knows where you're at. God knows what you're contending with. Your brother may not know. Pastor may not know. Your brother may not know. Your family might not know. God knows. Hallelujah. He knows. You can have peace in that God knows. God knows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
said there'd be no rain. He only promised a heart full of singing about the very things that once brought
Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Fill it up. 
that unto the Lord tonight. Wonderful Wonderful You know, the only way the Lord can fill up my cup is make sure I've emptied it out before I lifted it up. It's hard to fill up a cup if I lift it up and it's already full. It's hard to even lift up a cup that's full without spilling it everywhere. I want to empty out, amen, because if I'll empty out, guess what? God can fill it up with His promises. God can fill it up with His Spirit. God can fill it up with His love. God can fill it up with, with a power, with authority, amen, with abilities, amen, to be victorious and overcomers. So I lift it up, amen, it's empty. Amen, I've reached a place, a point in my life, hallelujah, I can't even put words to it. I can't frame the, the feelings. We can touch it with the feelings of our infirmities. When you can't frame words, but your feelings can touch this almighty high priest called Jesus Christ. 
I believe he's a provider. How many have read your Sunday school lesson? He got on it. He got on our Sunday school lesson. And I'm sure he don't know nothing about it. But Abraham. Now you watch this. You're talking about God providing. And a man being able to hear the voice of God. Abraham didn't, didn't just hear him, amen, to come to a mountain. But he told him, he said, when you get to that place, Moriah, then I'll tell you where to come. That's very important. You ever been sent to a mountain? You ever seen a mountain? There's a lot of places, a lot of crevices, a lot of places in a mountain. Hundreds and thousands and possibly millions. But God had a precise place that Abraham and the father of faith had to show up. Because there was something coming up the other side of that mountain. And God was pulling a man even against nature. But God will make a way where the seed will be no way. And bring a lamb and have it in a precise place. But you and I got to hear his voice. He's provided it. You're not going to find it in just any church. You're not going to find it in just any atmosphere. But I'm telling you when you hear the voice of God. God's got the answer. He's got it. What a message. I'm glad he's got it. How about you? I, I, I really believe God can make the best of any circumstance in any situation. We'll just let him. God bless you. Appreciate you tonight. Thank you, Brother Strain, for the word of God. My, my, my. Hallelujah. Ministering and preaching to us. Tell you what, there's some little golden nuggets in that. You'll listen. Pick them up. Store them in your heart. Put them in your spirit. He spoke to us in this house tonight. Lord bless you. You may be seated.